Justin Herbert has been historically good over his first three seasons, but this year we think he takes his game to the next level and is the 2023 MVP. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers together for eight seasons now, but this is our sixth year as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys, as always, for making this your first listen today. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe or follow for free on the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and listen wherever you get your podcast from. David, what do we got today? Daniel, today we are going to tell everybody why we believe Justin Herbert is going to be the 2023 NFL MVP, and we're also going to tell everybody the type of stats he's going to have to put up to be able to get it done. Yeah, because he you have to be great. The MVP level right now is so high, and we're going to go over some of the guys who have won it recently, but he can absolutely put those numbers up, and it kind of feels like the perfect storm is brewing in LA right now with a lot of things coming coming together to really give him his best shot at it. But this episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash NFL or enter the promo code LOCKDOWNNFL for a water bottle with any order. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off, we promise you. David, this is something that we've gone back and forth about. We are not hot take artists by any means, but we fully believe that Justin Herbert is going to win MVP in 2023. And I think it's a lot of different reasons and a lot of reasons to feel good about it. I mean, best offensive cast he's had offensive line should be the best he's ever had in his three-year career but the big thing for me is Kellen Moore that's what's making and pushing me over the edge in 2023 I don't think it's very often an offensive coordinator becomes available of the caliber that Kellen Moore was with the Dallas Cowboys leading one of the top offenses in the league every season he was their offensive coordinator he becomes available and I think that's What's giving me the confidence this year, obviously, in Herbert's already, you know, being so great for that he's going to win it this year. Well, it's one thing, Daniel, to have all of the physical gifts, the intelligence, the stature, the presence to be able to, you know, put yourself forward to win the MVP award. It's another thing to have the right guy to put you in those positions to unlock that vast potential. And I think that's what we believe Kellen Moore is going to be able to do for Justin Herbert. I mean, just listen to this. I mean, he spent four years as a coordinator for the Cowboys and his offense ranking in the top four in points per game, yards per game, and third down conversion percentage. He, you know, no matter what the circumstances was, whether it was Dak Prescott, whether it was a backup quarterback, Kellen Moore illustrated throughout his time as an offensive coordinator of the Cowboys that he can do well with whatever you have in front of him, whatever weapons, whatever quarterback that he is given, he's going to find a way to get it done. And now he has a quarterback that has pretty much any physical gift that you could imagine at his disposal. Well, and that's why Justin Herbert can win the MVP award in general, right? I mean, he has a rocket arm. He is a great processor of the field. We know he's already been able to put up borderline MVP type of numbers. I mean, you go back to that 2021 season with Joe Lombardi, who we think Kellen Moore is a big upgrade over. I mean, over over 5,000 yards, right? 41 total touchdowns that season, 38 passing touchdowns. Like, we saw him do that with Joe Lombardi. So, with Kellen Moore, it feels like the sky's the limit. And get this, 
from Marcus Mosher of Locked On Cowboys. He said the Dallas Cowboys are averaging 29.9 points per game with Dak Prescott under center since 2019, which is the first year that Kellen Moore became the offensive coordinator in Dallas. That is the highest points per game among all teams and quarterbacks during that span. He was the best over a four-year span when Dak Prescott was out there. Obviously, we're expecting Justin Herbert to be out there for every game to go win this award, but he has all the intangible tools. We feel like he was kind of handcuffed a little bit before by Joe Lombardi. The handcuffs are out now. You are off, at least. And then Brandon Staley has talked before just about, hey, what Kellen Moore is bringing to the table as a former quarterback is he's not making him think too much. He's letting him be more free. He's encouraging him to take chances and just a more vertical kind of attack. That is what Kellen Moore did in his time with Dallas. You give that to Justin Herbert, who's kind of been running a precision, have to be perfect to get seven yards type of offense. Like, I mean, to me, it just feels like these two are a match made in heaven. I'm so excited to see it, and that's what makes me so confident that this is the year that he upsets, you know, other great quarterbacks that are in the league and gets it done. I just think that the the chemistry that those two have already been able to create, and it started uh, kind of uh, inauspiciously yeah. doing a commercial together in the off season for you know a car, a car auto group in there in, in his home state of Oregon. Yeah. But uh, it was just you know that right there was the beginning of the relationship of potentially you know a quarterback and a coordinator authoring an MVP type of season. So I just like the fact that these two people are from the same place. They play the same position, and I feel like they're going to be able to communicate th w with each other extremely well. They're going to be able to make adjustments on the fly because Kellen Moore is going to be out there on the sideline with Justin Herbert every single snap. So he's going to be in his ear, and he's going to be there available to be able to help him out. And I just think that it is the perfect match. Not only that, but the weapons the Chargers have, they're definitely dangerous. Some of the best weapons in the league. Yeah, he does. And that best offensive cast is the other reason, because I think there's no real way you could argue that he's had better weapons or a better offensive line. But going back to Kellen Moore, I mean, I think the other big thing here, the rushing attack should be better, meaning more yes. sustained drives, more points. You're getting a guy who likes to run up the score on people, which is one Thank of the God. things that attracted him, us to him the most. Yes. Right? So we should be seeing some numbers put up on this offense. No taking it easy. No trying to grind out games. But him having the weapons is important, too, because the best weapons he's had are Keenan Allen and Mike Williams during his career. The Chargers yeah. found a way to keep both those guys on the roster this season with restructuring and things like that. Josh Palmer headed into probably his best year coming off of his best camp. You add Quentin Johnston into the mix, who's probably the most explosive receiver that Justin Herbert's ever played with. And then you have, you know, Gerald Everett, who just had his best season last year. I mean, four probably legitimate NFL options because I think Quentin Johnston will be that at some point this season probably a better actual football player than a fantasy player in my perspective but like that group to me is plenty for Justin Herbert to work with combined with Kellen Moore running this offense. Well, Daniel, I just think it's every type of weapon that you want to have at your disposal. I, I think when you listen to Kellen Moore talk about the type of offense that he wants to uh, orchestrate, it's whatever offense he needs to use on any given Sunday to be able to beat the opponent. And I feel like when you look at the Chargers wide receivers and the running backs, they have guys that do a bunch of different things that can beat you and hurt you a bunch of different ways. Mike can go up and get it, you know, in a 90-10 situation. He's more than likely going to come down with the ball. Keenan Allen is a route-running savant. I mean, he, he can get open no matter what. Third down machine. And then you have Quentin Johnston, who's kind of like a guy who you don't know what he's going to be able to bring to the table, but you know the potential is vast. 
You know that yeah. it's definitely there. And not to mention the touchdown machine and safety blanket, Austin Eckler, also at his disposal as well. Hopefully less checkdowns this year. But no matter how the Chargers need to beat you, they have weapons to be able to deploy to do that. They have really good players at every position. I mean, you know, Austin Eckler is one of the best receiving running backs in the league and obviously gets a lot of touchdowns. But I think the offensive line I'm excited about as well, David, getting Rashawn Slater back, healthier seasons potentially for Corey Lindsley and Trey Pipkins. You have maybe the best pass-protecting center in the NFL. You have an all-pro left tackle. You have a couple of up-and-coming guards in Jamari Sawyer and Zion Johnson. And I think you also took the weakest point of this offensive line out with Matt Filer moving on and replacing him indirectly with Jamari Sawyer and having him in there instead. I mean, Justin Herbert's seventh most sack quarterback last year. He was the most pressured or most pressured dropbacks last year, pressured at a top 10% as far as, you know, how many times he dropped back and how often it was happening. I think that's going to be a big reason why this year is going to be much better than last year. I mean, Daniel, you're, you're bringing a, a all-pro left tackle back in the fold. I, I mean, I just yeah, don't think 14 people... 14 games are, he missed, yeah. Right. I don't think people understand how much of a difference maker Rashawn Slater is. When you can literally put your left tackle out there and then just set it and forget it and not even have to worry about who's over there rushing, man, that gives you such a sense of calm as a quarterback, as a coordinator, as a head coach. I mean, it's just got to be a great feeling. And then, of course, you got Corey Lindsley in the middle. But everything we're hearing about Justin Herbert is that he's taking on those responsibilities of being able to do the protections and being able to change the plays at the line of scrimmage now. So maybe that takes a little off of Corey Lindsley's plate so he can go back out there and dominate. But I mean, I just think that this has the perfect mix, this offensive line, you have the talent where you need it. You have the veterans where you need it and you have the youth where you need it. And most important of all, these guys are going to be able to stay together for multiple seasons and to be able to really get that chemistry down. And I think that's really what you need to be able to play offensive line at a high level. Yeah, and I think with Justin Herbert, who's already really good at kind of, you know, having great pocket presence, knowing when to get rid of the football, being able to extend the play, when you match that with an offensive line, that's going to give him the time to hopefully open it up more down the field. I mean, I think that's a combination we haven't seen much during Justin Herbert's time. I mean, he's had good players on the offensive line. This should be the best group for him, hands down. But in order to win the MVP, a lot more has to happen just than having, you know, good things on the offensive side of the ball. The problem is the Chargers have to basically upset Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs and the AFC West, and Justin Herbert's going to have to put up his best statistical season yet. So we're going to talk about what that's going to look like and how they can upset Kansas City coming up right after this. First, though, I do need to tell you guys about my bird dogs because bird dog shorts are changing the game. If I didn't think I would probably crash this whole setup right now, I would get up and show you the bird dogs I'm wearing right now. Instead, you'll have to settle for this great hat that I got from bird dogs. But this is the thing for me about bird dogs. Bird dogs are kind of a cheat code for shorts. I've worn tons of shorts my whole life. I hate when I don't get to wear shorts out. But those opportunities have come so much more now that I have bird dogs because what I found out is they're great for every occasion. The only problem is, is now I feel like I have to have my bird dog shorts on for like everything that I do. It's like, oh, pickleball, I know the exact shorts I have to wear for that, right? Going golfing, I have bird dogs for that. And now everything else just doesn't quite cut it. That's the only downside of bird dogs is not only do they make you look good, but they're so comfortable that you don't want to take them off. And I think now that I have shorts that my wife will allow me to basically go to any, you know, it's like the, the skeleton key of shorts. I can wear them to any event. Now the joggers that I have, 
It's, I mean, it's changing the game. I love my bird dogs. I wear them every single day. And you guys can too. If you go to birddogs.com slash lockdown NFL and enter the promo code at lockdown NFL at checkout, you can get a free bird dogs water bottle with your order. They're always giving away good stuff. I got this hat, the water bottle I cannot wait for. It's a great reusable water bottle. You guys want to check it out. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. David, we know that Justin Herbert has what it takes to win the MVP award, and we think he's going to do it. But to do it, he's going to have to put up his best season ever, right? And another thing he's going to have to do is upset the Chiefs in the AFC West because it's not just a one-player award, unfortunately. As we're going to talk about with some of the guys who have won it recently, it's a team award as well. And I think when we talked about how many wins we thought the Chargers would get, getting to 12 wins was such a big number because that gives you a chance. If you're not even getting to 12 wins, you don't have a chance. This season, though, Justin Herbert individually is going to have to put up some pretty nuts numbers. Yeah, Daniel, monster, monster numbers. And these are the kind of the numbers that I put together that I feel like he's going to have to achieve to be able to win the MVP award. I'm talking 475 of 685, 5,265 yards. That's 69% completion percentage. That's 11 yards per attempt. Is it 5,000? 5,000. 11 yards per attempt? Yes. Yeah, I'm going big, big, big numbers here. 48 touchdowns, passing touchdowns, okay? Seven interceptions, and I'm also going to throw in 375 rushing yards and five rushing touchdowns. I think, I mean, I know it sounds lofty. I know it sounds outrageous, but when you consider the stat lines of the other quarterbacks that have won this award, it's going to take that type of Herculean effort. Yeah, I, I mean, the only thing I, you know, I would disagree with is just the yards per attempt. I mean, even last year, Patrick Mahomes, 8.1 is what he won it with. Aaron Rodgers, right, 7.7. The year after that, he was, or before that, he was in the eights. I mean, it's going to take numbers that are similar to that. This is what the averages of the last five MVPs in the NFL. They've averaged 42.4 touchdowns, 4,377 passing yards and 7.8 interceptions. I think with the bad luck we've seen with Justin Herbert's interceptions and any Chargers fan will go up to a mountaintop and scream about how many of these interceptions aren't Justin Herbert's fault. Hit passes. Because they're not. I mean, his interception, turnover-worthy play percentage is as low as it gets, and the interceptions have still been pretty manageable throughout his career. So I think that's a number that he could easily get close to. I ended up going with... 4,850 passing yards because I do think the Chargers rushing tack is going to be a lot better this year. So I think that takes some of those attempts out of his hands because last year and what we have seen is just them having to use him so much and throw the ball so, so much. I don't think he needs to throw the ball as much, but I think he could still put up much better numbers. So I have 4850, 44 passing touchdowns. We're really close on the rushes. I had 70 carries, 380 yards, four touchdowns. So 48 total touchdowns. I mean, that's... Same amount, you know, as, you know, Lamar Jackson ended up having only 43 the year he won in 2019. Aaron Rodgers, his first MVP season, or at least the first of his last two in 2020, 51 total, right? Then you have Aaron Rodgers 2021. He ends up with only 37 passing touchdowns that year. So, like, I think these are very attainable numbers for Justin Herbert to have if he's going to have all of the pieces in place like we've talked about him having. So, I ended up having 48, 50, 44 touchdowns, eight interceptions, 8.1 yards per attempt. So that's what I think it would have to be. But just as important as that, David, is the Chargers as a team winning. Because this is the amount of average wins those last five quarterbacks can have. 13.2. So there's obviously outliers, and we picked the Chargers to have 12 wins yesterday. I think he could still win the award with 12 wins. 
The problem is, is I don't think he can win the award, award unless the Chargers win in the AFC West. So I think that is going to be really one of the biggest questions. Like, I don't doubt that Justin Herbert can get those individual stats done. The team rallying around him with this brutal schedule that's ahead of him, like, that is going to be the toughest part for me. And I think, you know, it's obviously going to take it beating the Chiefs at least once to get this done for him. I mean, at a bare minimum, honestly, Daniel, I mean, we looked at it. I mean, we went back almost 15 years and every single one of those guys, their team won the the division that they were in. So it's it's extremely important that the Chargers are at least in the conversation or fighting for the AFC West towards the end of the year for Justin Herbert to be able to be in that conversation. And, you know, I understand it's the MVP award, but these team accolades that they do factor in as much as you don't yeah. want it to, but it's a part of it. And so that means the chargers defense needs to be able to come alive as well. I mean, they have to provide more pass rush. They have to provide more turnovers. They have to limit the explosive plays. They got to give Justin Herbert more opportunities they have to be at least average to me. Yeah. I mean, they have like to, yeah. you're going to have a high powered offense pretty much no matter what, if you know, yeah. if Justin Herbert's going to play at an MVP level. If you give him an average defense, which is more than Patrick Mahomes has had in some of his MVP seasons, right? Like, yeah. That is enough, and that's not Definitely. so much to ask. No, it's not, but uh, the last couple of years, it seems like it has been a little bit oh, too much sure. to ask, yeah. but it can't be. If Justin Herbert is going to win the MVP award, the Chargers defense needs to play at least average football in order for Justin to be able to get it done. And like I said, the average was 13 wins. I mean, that's weighted a little as well because, I mean, Patrick Mahomes had 14 wins yeah. last year. They went 14-3, and three, which is silly. Right. I mean, yeah. I don't think they're going to hit that again this season, especially with the Chris Jones of it all because that's, to yes. me, what really opens up this whole conversation. That's Massively. what makes me actually – you wouldn't think, you know, another team's defensive tackle would make me feel better about Justin Herbert winning the MVP, but, like, it does. Because I think he's easily the best defensive player on that team. And I think oh, no without him, I mean, that's a totally different looking defense. And it's a fallible team that could lose some games. The last time somebody had 12 wins and one MVP, Patrick Mahomes, 2018, 12 and four. Guess what the Chargers record was that year? 12 and four. 12 and four the yep. Chiefs had the tiebreaker. That was, the Chargers beat the Chiefs that year. That crazy Mike Williams game. Oh, Mike yeah. Williams noted Chief One killer. One of the best games ever. Yeah. This is the problem, though, David. The last MVP to not win his division was Adrian Peterson in 2012, and that's a running back. So right. it's a little bit different, obviously. Every, yeah. A quarterback wins every year now. It's going to be very hard for a quarterback not to win at this point. Right. But the last MVP quarterback not to win the division was Peyton Manning all the way back in 2008, and he still went 12-4. and four. So we're saying Justin Herbert puts up historic numbers, and this team gets to 12-5 and five this year. They have a good chance, especially, I think, with all the confidence you've seen his teammates kind of rally around him with. Obviously, oh, yeah. a better vocal leader he's been given a lot of credit for. I mean, this was Khalil Mack. He's coming around as a leader. He's a lot more vocal. We hear him in the locker room. We've seen him now breaking down the huddle on the field and just clips by the Chargers, right, and seeing it in practice. There's so much more confidence there. And Brandon Staley thinks he's kind of undressing the defense a little bit this year, which we haven't seen in years past. We, did, we try to disguise stuff as much as anybody in the NFL, but he has a way of undressing that now. He understands how to do it, and he understands how important it is. David, I think the writing is on the wall here, and I think the new confidence from Justin Herbert is another part of it. Well, Daniel, it's not just one person saying it either. It's the collective. Everybody is saying the same thing. So when you have that confirmation bias, it has to be real. I mean, the, these guys are professionals. I mean, they are able to recognize it. They see what it's easier you know, to buy in for sure. Yeah, they, yeah. They, yeah. They, 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 if they see it, you know, they've seen it before, so they can say it confidently. And they've seen the growth because he's been there. That's the yes. thing. It's like all these guys that are talking about it. 
are guys that we've seen. And like the guys in the past, like they've talked about his leadership. It's just different this year, man. Yeah. Like it's just, they, they talk about it with a different level of reverence. They talk about Justin Herbert, especially after signing that contract. It seems like there's a burden taken off of him. Yeah. Even his mic dubs are funnier now. He's actually saying some things like it, it, it's growing, man. You know, and we know yeah. that gamer. We know that killer is in there. We know Definitely. he's an ultra competitor. He's a football freak. It's starting to seep out a little bit. And we love to see it because, I mean, I think, if he, you know, if they can get things rolling this year and he's not having to be as sad about all the losses the Chargers have racked up in his first few seasons, like, I think we see a totally different version of Justin Herbert, an MVP version. But I don't think he's the only Chargers player that is going to have a breakout season in 2023 because I think there's some more candidates like Gerald Everett, Asante Samuel Jr. Can we buy in to the Kenneth Murray hype? Because the only person more hyped up at Chargers training camp than Justin Herbert, maybe Keenan Allen, is Kenneth Murray. So we're going to talk about, even though I've blacklisted him from my breakout candidates, if it's worth having the conversation in 2023 with all of the guys talking about it so much. Coming up right after this. First, though, I do need to tell you guys about FanDuel because it's time to get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $5 and get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get, listen to this, $100 off of NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. I've never even heard of a someone doing a deal like that my favorite thing to do on sundays nfl ticket all day every day i will not leave my couch i mean and if you you know you're betting on the games it just gives a little more extra juice to you know jaguars texans at one o'clock in the afternoon so FanDuel is the only place you want to go we talked about yesterday some of the bets that we actually liked on FanDuel that you guys can get in on right now especially player futures like justin herbert currently plus 900 to win the mvp award behind mahomes allen and joe burrow also Justin Herbert should absolutely crush that 30 and a half touchdown number this year. I think that's very, very low. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. The app is easy to use and you can be on everything from spreads, player props, and more to bet on. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Let's get into some other breakout candidates this year, David, because, hey guys, I don't know if you know this, the season's starting on Sunday. So thank you to the everydayers for making it with us today and every day. Right, We appreciate you guys. And you know, we will be back with you guys for the rest of the week. I mean, we've got crossover Thursday coming up. We have our predictions for week one against the Miami Dolphins. Tua versus Justin Herbert on Friday as well. Maybe a special guest tomorrow. We're working on some things, but we do have, like, I mean, there's so much to talk about with this season. And all of a sudden, it's already here. The preseason is over. But I do want to talk about some guys, David that have a real chance to break out, that are going to have the opportunity to break out. And guys, I think we're bullish on doing it in 2023. Who would you want to start with? Yeah, I mean, I think the guy that I want to start with is a guy I've talked about as kind of a dark horse, a guy that I think people are forgetting about on the Chargers offense, and that's tied in Gerald Everett. I think Gerald Everett is a guy that every single year of his NFL career, his catches and his yards have gone up every single year of his NFL career. So he has already shown you that He's going to improve. And I feel like with the Chargers going deep a lot more often, they've said it, you know, the players have said it, the coaches have said it, they're going to do it. I mean, I really believe that that's going to open up the middle of the field. That's going to open up the those crossing routes. And we also know that Kellen Moore does a very good job of getting his tight ends involved and getting them production. So I feel like that is the reason why for me, Gerald Everett is a guy that can absolutely break out and maybe turn himself into a top five, top seven tight end oh, in the league. A top five. I mean, top, top five, five would top definitely. Top seven. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, you snuck in the top seven in there a little <laughs> after I heard that, but yeah, I know you're. Gonna I think get on the me. thing that you know, I mean, the eleven yards per attempt. You know, I mean, that was just crazy. No, I mean, <laughs> Gerald Everett. It, it always feels like he's going to break out too. Yeah. He's one of those guys where it always feels like there's more there to see, yeah. right? And I think you know more chemistry with Justin Herbert, obviously going into year two with the Chargers. And even though I think the biggest thing holding him back is just there's so many mouths to feed on this offense, there's no other mouths to feed at tight end, right? Nope. Like, he's going to have that on lockdown. He is going to be getting the red zone snaps at tight end. He is going to be getting such a bulk workload as that starting tight end. And, yeah, you look what Kellen Moore was able to do with Dalton Schultz, right? Dalton Schultz in 2021, last year, he was fully healthy. He was sixth in receiving yards, fifth in touchdowns, third in receptions amongst all tight ends. There's nothing. I mean, me. Dalton Schultz is a good, good player. I mean, you saw the level of interest out there. It wasn't huge for him during this offseason. And I think a lot of that was because how Kellen Moore got him involved, potentially, you know, a little bit. Like, and if he can do that with Dalton Schultz, I'm not saying that Gerald Ever will have that kind of season, but I don't think it's impossible either. I mean, I think the part that would really surprise people. Gerald Everett was a top 11 receiving tight end last year already. Yep. He was 8th in receptions, 11th in touchdowns, and 11th in yards. I mean, in touchdowns, he was tied with like 17 other people with four <laughs> touchdowns. Yeah. But still, like he's already one of the better receiving threats at tight end in the NFL. I definitely think he sees a bump under Kellen Moore. But another guy, David, I think should use what we saw him last doing to really get a fast start into this season is Asante Samuel Jr. He's a guy that now hey, won the star position. I think he could be in for a big one. Yeah, definitely. I mean, a, a guy that has increased the amount of tackles, uh, decreased the amount of missed tackles, cut his reception yeah. percentage down from 67.9 to 59.6, also obviously increased the interceptions and had that insane performance in the playoff game. Where had three had, interceptions in a single half. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. Which, which is historic. I mean, that that is absolutely ridiculous. But that's the type of performance that can give you momentum going into another season. I mean, absolutely. that's not just performing. That's performing in front of the entire United States when the lights are on bright and everybody is watching. That's a big, big-time performance. But he's carried it into the offseason. He's carried it into training camp. Yeah. And, you know, the, the interceptions, the turnovers, the, the sticky coverage, it hasn't stopped. So I feel like he's absolutely a guy who is ready to break out. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing is going to be if he can tackle, right? That's the one thing we don't know. And if he can support, tackle yeah. moderately better and, and run defend moderately better and, and fill in the right lanes and be in the right gap. They sat him through the entire preseason, so they know kind of, you know how they feel about him. But yeah. we haven't seen him tackle to the ground a single time this year yet. Has to be able to do it. Has to show he can get off blocks. If he can do that, at that star position, he's going to be around the football more. We talked about it yesterday. I mean, I think he can go six interceptions this year. I don't think that's crazy if he can keep that starting job for the whole season because he has been a ball hawk most pass breakups and interceptions at training camp, according to Daniel Popper. I'm a believer in Zant this year. I want to talk about Kenneth Murray, but Zion Johnson feels like the underrated one here that I think has a big season. Up and down season as a rookie, moving back to his more natural position and he gets to work next to Corey Lindsley and Rashawn Slater, David. I think Zion Johnson moving into left guard is going to have a good, a really, really good season for a guard and show kind of why he was a first-round pick. 
Yeah, I mean, I think the expectations for his performance in his rookie season were probably uh, a little bit outlandish due to the crazy uh, first-year performance of Deshaun Slater. But, yeah, I think this is the perfect situation for him. He goes to his more natural position that he played all throughout college. And, yeah, you get sandwiched in between two all-pros. I cannot wait to see what that rushing uh, run-blocking looks like on the left side. They are going to maul some people, and I am here for it. Yeah, because he was already a good run blocker, and that's the important thing. So you match that with moving back to left guard, having Rashawn Slater on your left side, and a nice showing in the preseason. Zero pressures allowed on 32 pass blocking snaps. He was awesome in the preseason. He looked like he should as a starter playing against some backups. But lastly, David, Kenneth Murray, the most hyped-up defensive player this offseason. We've heard from everyone, guys going out of their way to praise him. Are you buying in? Am I buying in? I can, I'm buying in on the possibility of him being able to break out. I can't sit here in good conscience and say without say a shadow of say a doubt that he's going to break out. I can see the reasons. One, most importantly, he looks healthy. He looks like he understands yeah. the defense, and I feel like his running mate is going to make a huge impact. Having a former all-pro uh, yeah. A strong communicator, a guy who's seen a lot of defense, a lot of offense in this league. I think he's going to help the alignment aspects of it. And you have a guy with him, with Kendricks and Murray, I think that are really going to click. And I think they might turn into a really, really good duo. I got to see it before I believe it, but I'm getting closer to believing it. Yeah, I have sworn off ever picking Kenneth Murray as a breakout candidate again. I care too much about the everyday to sit here and lie to you guys. It's hard not to buy into it, man. I mean, the puff pieces have been out there, and I don't think they're puff pieces. Like, I mean, Daniel Popper did a deep breakdown of Kenneth Murray and why, you know, Kenneth Murray believes this will be his best season yet. The stars have aligned. We saw big year four breakouts from Kazir White, from Drew Tranquil. This is year four for Kenneth Murray. Plenty to prove. Contract season, a lot on the line for him. But that is going to wrap things up for today's show. We are working on a special guest for tomorrow, potentially, but we still have so much more. Hopefully getting into some fan questions even tomorrow, a couple of them potentially. We also have crossover Thursday this week because there's a game on Sunday against the Miami Dolphins. Excited to talk to Kyle Krabs this week and get into our first predictions of the season on Friday. So much to get into, so little time, but thank you to the everydayers out there to make sure you don't miss the show. Go subscribe or follow for free on the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and listen wherever you get your podcast from. You can also find the show every day on all of our social media. You can find the show on X at Lockdown LAC. You can find me on there at Dan Talk Sports and David Drogmeyer at Dro Talk SD. You can also find the show on our Instagram at Lockdown Chargers and our Lockdown Chargers Facebook page. Thank you guys for checking it out. We think it can happen. The stars are aligning, guys, a lot to be excited about with this season. But we will be back with you guys tomorrow. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.